0: Welcome to Friday PM. This episode will resume after a short audio presentation. During the 2004 Summer Olympics in Athens, Greece, Brazil's Vanderlei de Lima was leading the men's marathon. With 6 kilometers left, de Lima showed no signs of slowing down. Then, suddenly, without any warning, Dalima was abruptly pushed off the course by a spectator. His once strong lead now quickly disappeared.
1: Welcome everyone to another episode of Friday PM. Praise the Lord!
2: Let's talk (laughs) about
1: (laughs) it! Welcome everyone, thanks for joining us. Now, I believe, what? what? Rachel laughed, sorry. Nothing, Rachel laughed. It's a thing then, it's a thing. It's it's a thing, okay. I'm just laughing. Oh, we got your thing, we got your thing. You did the thing, you did the thing. No problem. Well, we really hope that you enjoyed that uh, short video clip that we've paused there And we're going to tell you why we paused it right at that moment. Uh, So we'll get to that in a minute. So welcome to everyone joining us for the first time. So happy that you uh, could be with us today. And can I tell you it's not by accident that you found this link that you're watching us. If someone sent it to you or however you got to see us today, just know that the Lord ordered your steps or your right finger or however you got to be here. But uh, we know that the Lord is in it and pray you'll be mightily blessed today. And those of you have been following us for a long time and have been participating and encouraging us. Welcome back. And uh, we want to greet special friends this morning. I've just been thinking, or this evening rather, um, a Bill and Bueller Widows. They are watching us from Englewood, Florida. And they say every Saturday morning they have their coffees out and it's their thing to wake up in the morning, grab their coffees, and they watch Friday PM in, in, in US time. And that's, of course, Bueller is uh, Pastor John. John Watson's sister, and, of course, her husband, Bill. So we just want to greet you all the way from England. We love you guys. Hey, Bill. Hey hey guys. Bill. miss you. <laughs> and uh, good that you're with us today, Bill and Bula. So on to our topic today. And we're going to talk, as you have probably seen on the title line, about running the race. And we're all running the race of faith. And we're running the race of life. Um, now, that video is... The 2004 Olympics, from it was run right in Greece, right in Athens. Mm, mm. It was the uh, uh, the marathon, the last marathon. And as you know, the word marathon comes from the word marathon, marathona. Mother.
3: Well, Costas, our friend, is not going to be happy. Dan, let's leave it up to him to uh, say okay. that, right?
1: <laughs> marathona
3: or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that's> <laughs>
1: Um, (laughs) uh, but of course the word is is derived uh, from that town and from this great runner uh, that we all know the story about that ran the 42 kilometer race um, all the way uh, to to Athens from the port when the Persian army came to fight the Greek army and he delivered his message running in full battle gear for 42 kilometers delivered the message and then dropped down uh, dead um, so, may we all deliver our message in time and not drop dead in Jesus' name. <laughs> well, this marathon was a, a fantastic marathon that was run in Greece, that was the final part of the Olympics. And we were here in our, in our living room, weren't we? We were watching this race and it was so special. This Brazilian guy um, called Vandele de Lima, he was in the lead, he was a Christian brother And he was way ahead, wasn't he? He was kilometers ahead of the others, or kilometers, maybe a kilometer, but so far ahead, and he had this rhythm about him, didn't he? He had this rhythm, and you saw how he was running, and he was running, and he was so peaceful. And then as you saw, this crazy guy from Ireland, which they arrested later, came out of nowhere and pushed that that, that man to the ground. So you might be thinking, well, why did we show you that footage? It's because, of course, that man represents you and I. It represents all of us running this race of life. And sometimes something can come out of the blue that we didn't expect or plan. It wasn't part of the natural course of the race. There was police and there was security. They've done those things many times before. So it was an unnatural thing that happened. Pretty much like this pandemic that happened isn't
2: it
1: Mm. yeah who could have predicted yeah December of last year that we would be sitting where we are today Mm. a year later more than a year later Mm -hmm. so what are things that can come out of the blue we've talked about the the pandemic but something can come out of the out of nowhere and push us out of the race
4: Mm.
1: so let's let's talk about it (laughs) (laughs) just to encourage someone Uh, so in what area do you guys feel can can this happen
3: Well, cancer, you know, we have quite a handful of friends of ours that we're busy praying for that are really going through a tough time. You know, out of the blue, they've found a lump. Um, Sim found a lump in his neck, and uh, Jerry is in hospital with, you know, uh, what they found in his stomach. Um, Health stuff really, really can knock you out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so sickness... Something physically, yeah. Sickness yeah. can come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. That that's a biggie. Yeah. That's a biggie because that's not something you can plan or know. Yeah. In yeah. advance. Yeah. Uh. So it's physically. Um,
3: I think um, I know of mothers who are really struggling. Ugh! All their children, they don't. Their kids are not going to school now, and they're really struggling to juggle housekeeping, being a wife, cooking having the children running around, teaching them at the moment. It's really, Mm. it feels like they've been, you know, really struck down and not being able to get up.
2: Yeah, Mm. so we're working full-time as well. So you've got all that in the mix, plus the kids at school, plus everything else that goes on in the home, plus plus you're supposed to be working a full-time job. I mean, it's and it's been for such an extended period of time. Mm. Um, you know, it's been a very long time for people.
4: And people have gotten laid off their jobs yeah. as well. Right, there you go. in yeah. those situations, yeah, lost yeah, they
2: doing, lost They were times. doing well, they're probably doing well, climbing the corporate ladder, things were great, you know, things were going well. You know, last March happened and boom, mm. you know, your financial plans, your goals, things that you thought you were going to be able to do, they're not there anymore. People, you know, if, if in the UK... If you, you know you're lucky if you're on furlough which is, which means that you you're not going to work but you're being paid eighty percent of your salary but for those who've lost jobs you know and and people in the airline industry oh they can't oh. you can't yeah. get another job in the same industry because it's it's been it's been str- struck industry. down the whole industry is affected so you can't just move and do the same job yeah people have to have had to rethink their whole life and whole strategy you know in, in life.
3: Mm -hmm. And we're faced with this new thing, the fear of the unknown. That's what Sally was telling us when we walked on uh, the other day, Mm. when she said, just not knowing what's happening. Um, And that's where our source of encouragement comes from, is that even though we don't know what's coming tomorrow, we are so sure of Jesus and his promises for us. Mm. And uh, even though we are struck down, Um, and we don't know what's coming, we know that he turns all things for the good of those who love him. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we get there, it's true. Uh, Sally, who uh, is friends of ours, she said just the fear of the unknown. Mm. Don't know. Mm -hmm. Can we go on holiday uh, for those who can? And will we be able to... Fly to our family and friends again, mm. drive to them, mm. be with our, our family and friends. Yeah. Uh, the fear of the unknown.
1: Then yeah. Yeah. of course, many people have, have lost family members or friends yes. and then you can't even be with Visit them. Visit them in hospital yeah. or
3: see your... Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm.
1: marriages, uh, people who wanted to get married, uh, funerals.
4: Mm. Yeah, I mean, and as yeah. Any type of celebration... Yeah. Yeah. Any type of m- memorial or celebration yeah,
1: yeah. and church. Yeah. boy, how has church changed? <laughs> yeah. you know uh, it's been a, been a huge uh, huge impact. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, what's the other thing that I was going to say? Oh spiritually of course things have changed too.
3: Mm.
1: We can't meet in churches as it and now you know spiritually things have taken on a whole new dynamic spiritually where you had a real rhythm going I'm going to church, I've got my home group, I'm meeting people. You get hugs from people. You're you're in fellowship. You're in relationship. Um, I get spiritually fed in a certain way. We we used to. Many people were running so strong and so hard, mm. and doing so well, and then, bam! It's just, the whole nature of it changes, and you you you, kind of. Like that runner he was just so dazed didn't know <laughs> you don't know what you, some people I mean yeah. like you said some people didn't you, you just actually don't know what really happened yeah. 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 let's be honest you <laughs> it's just like wow mm. um it just it just takes it's just it's, it's it's like you're getting winded yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. when you've had a you know I played rugby and I'm sure anyone at that contact sport knows when you get a really big hit <laughs> when you're winded it's not a it's, it's not a nice thing Anna Christoph you always knock them out but I mean yes. for other people you know, that I've
0: had this experience. My sports experience. But <laughs> yeah. in Poland, it's huge, you know. Uh, rugby, yes. <laughs> what? Saw- wind instruments. Wind. <laughs> okay, I saw rugby once. on TV. We don't want to Poland. develop that one. <laughs> but, you know, this story with this runner, uh, uh, the thing that struck me is, uh, like, Charlene showed me just today, we were talking about it... Uh, Yesterday or two days ago, but I uh, haven't really seen the video, the actual footage. You were there in 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 the year during this Olympics, and you mm-hmm. saw it firsthand live. And for me, just seeing this little clip, it, it's shocking that you know, you're running is 42 kilometers, and it was six kilometers to go or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was way ahead everyone. In his mind, he was peaceful, and he had the pace, and he had everything uh, about yeah. him prepared that. Uh, he wants to probably get it is he he knows yeah he there's, to to yeah, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. A, I mean maybe he, he's not like proud you know he, he, he hasn't won yet he still has six kilometers to go but he probably made his mind peaceful yeah. and suddenly this guy came out of nowhere and for me it was shocking that how how can you do that I mean destroying someone's dream in like in in, in the moment mm-hmm. destroying someone's years of preparation an act of stupidity he had some religious excuse um people have different excuses to to just rip someone's uh, plans dreams off of their hands and it, it, was, it was just shocking to me how one little thing one little thing can uh, destroy years even of mm-hmm. of, of preparation planning uh, months of, of being on the space, just one thing and you mm-hmm. down. Well, funny, you just men- mentioned the word down, and I was
1: just going to say, so now he's down. He's down on the ground. Mm. Now, for many of us, what what does down on the ground mean for you? Some people are down on the ground financially. Mm-hmm. You're literally down on the ground. You don't know how your business is going to survive. Uh, so many, if you're watching and, and, and you feel that, in an area of your life you're down. You could be financially down uh, where you don't see how you're going to get up.
3: Mm.
1: Many people are there. Uh, Some people can be emotionally down. As you said, many people that have... mommies that now have to work from home, their husbands are working at home, Mm. their children are at home, they could just be (laughs) pretty pretty down. Oh
2: my goodness, it's uh, so rife. uh, yeah, and people can be relationally down because you know you're in a pressure environment, and let and let's just I mean yes, the pandemic and this situation has brought on many things, but people have been knocked out of the race before there was anything to do with any pandemic. People have been knocked out of the um, race relationally. We were speaking to you were speaking to somebody the other day who has absolutely zero relationship with their with their parents, mm. and. Um, you know because of things that have happened hurts from the past yeah. and things things that have happened um, people have been just knocked down in so many so mm. many ways that uh, the pandemic for many people have, has made it worse um, it and it's, it's worse, kind yeah. of added to the pressure it's kind of relational yes like, people might have been having relational pressures before mm. but then you're stuck in a house 24/7 <laughs> with mm, yeah. with people uh, that that maybe you 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 know and you got you got to try and find your footing and and it, you know that can that can bring you down mm-hmm. if you feel like in in your relationship but that could be um you know husband and wife it could be family relationship children and parents or um siblings mm-hmm. y, you know that that could be taking taking a lot of lot of strain it could people could be taking strain because they're not able to see mm-hmm. um relatives yeah
1: um and then. When you're spiritually down, what does that look like? Because we're trying to identify, we have to be realistic about where we're at. Mm. So if you're spiritually down, how do you
4: know? Or you can't pray, you can't worship, you can't uh, participate in the things of God. Your relationships start falling apart. I think that's the root, and then the other things start to come. You know, you can. I mean, there's external stuff. You know, you can be spiritually right, and then then you (coughs) lose your job or something like that. It's different, but yeah yeah, yeah.
0: And, and yeah good point zach you can't pray you can't worship what what else spiritually when you and, and, and when now even you, you can like you mentioned you can go to church and i remember uh, i had instances where you know it's not a religious thing to go in church uh, to, to church on sunday uh it, it, it's not required for salvation but for your growth to meet with other people mm-hmm. to get this impact from other people and it impulse and i remember i would sometimes Skip, so I don't feel too well, I feel tired, whatever. But uh, whenever I made up my mind when I had those days to, to go to church to meet to with people, yes, yeah. yeah. mm. that it was always a good decision because even if you don't feel like it, if you make yeah. that decision to go against your kind of will, uh, yeah, your flesh said, uh, yes. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, the people that are there making the, the duty in in, uh, in kingdom's duty to lift you up, mm. and that's also their, their blessing. Yeah. So don't steer the, the blessing. Don't steer. Yeah. <laughs> and basically,
1: when you're also down, I don't know, when you're down is when you don't feel like getting up.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. When you don't feel like fighting. I, I, I gave up fighting. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Physically, some people give up on their health. I'm just not, that's it. That's just, yeah.
4: I've, I've they, given up. They accept.
1: Yeah. And you well you know you should get up and and I, that's also probably
2: the frustrating thing about it you know that actually I should do something I should get up maybe I need help and because sometimes you just feel so helpless mm. and and I think the thing is when you when you're down sometimes that's the time when you should be reaching out and that's the time when you're actually just trying to kind of protect yourself. And, and you, instead of reaching out to others, you you, you go inwards, and yeah. which makes it even worse yeah. because um, we talked about exposing the enemy and how the enemy speaks because then he comes in and he's whispering things and an telling isolation. you telling you all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. And then you feel like it's your fault. You, mm. you feel that you've been hit from and then you feel like, oh, well, I, it was my fault. So mm-hmm. I've got to try and get myself out of this. Yeah. And the more you try to, you think you should get yourself out of it, the less you're able to actually... Do it. It's probably like being in um, sinking sand. You know, the more you move, the more you go down. But you you need somebody. You need people to pull you out. And how do they pull you out? Because you cry help. Uh, Sometimes people see you. They might walk past Mm. and see you. That's fortunate. But sometimes you, it's that crying out for help, and that Mm. that sometimes is the is the issue.
1: Now, on on that point, Rachel. Now this runner is down. Mm -hmm. All right, he's down, and. He's got every excuse in the book at this point to stay down. Yeah. He's got every excuse. Everyone, if he would just lay there and not get back in the race, everyone would say, wow, I mean, this is terrible what happened. And you might have every excuse in the book to stay down. And you can have self-pity or you can have all excuses and something bad's happened to you. It's sure. And we know it's difficult. And it happens to, we're not saying we're angels and we don't go through stuff. We go through stuff. We know what it's like to be pushed down had to go through things but the question is now with our runner what happens next well now you see what happened at the end of his race he finished his race and he ran into that stadium can you imagine we were we were watching him finish and as you could see when he just got back up right he looked so unsettled didn't he he looked yes. horrified. He, the anguish, yeah. And the anguish and, and, and getting his stride back. Wasn't it? He, he, oh, you, you can see his his dream is shattered about getting gold. His lifelong dream. He's trained his whole life for that moment. He might never be that strong again. It's his one chance to fulfill what he would see as probably his, one of his main purposes in life. And that's been taken from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can just see. And he's, then he starts to get back. And then later on, hey... Well uh, if
3: I, if I may, just backtrack because as he went down,
1: yeah,
3: we were also shocked. And our first instinct was saying, Get up Oh,
1: that's right. Yeah. Get up, yeah. get up. Yeah.
3: And we were saying we were we were it feels like it was yesterday in our living room together yeah. with Pastor John and we were sitting there going, Get up, oh my goodness, get up yeah. and I think everybody felt the same way at yeah. that moment, saying just get up just finish you got six kilometers to go yeah. the guys are still behind you and there he was he rose up and he was wonky and he was wobbly and he kind of had um you know a bit of a limp and he's but he he got up and he started mm. and i can't imagine how that must feel mm. uh, i've run before or and then had a trip and and um hurt my ankle and I remember having to kind of limp back home and you crushed and you you feel embarrassed because people saw you, you know, falling and, um, but I um, I was so encouraged this morning by Deuteronomy 31 verse 8 where he says, he will go before you, Mm. that uh, even though you have fallen, he's been there already. So when you did start the race, he knew you would Mm. fall at that moment. And he's been there, and he made provision for you to get up. So if you know that it's already prepared for you, you can't see it, you don't feel it, just Mm. get up. Just know that you have um, this invisible force, this mighty king of kings that is egging you on. And everybody was. It was like the great cloud of witnesses the the scripture that you have for today is mm-hmm. about the great cloud of witnesses yeah. and they are also vo- voting for you they've egging you on they're saying come on you mm-hmm. can do it we know the end from the beginning you can do it mm-hmm. uh, I, can I i love
1: that sorry Sean, before we go on I, I i didn't actually read it i'm gonna just, just read this very quickly from hebrews 12 verse 1 that says therefore o zach why don't you read it
4: um, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us.
1: Mm. Yeah, and the Apostle Paul, it such revelation. And, and I, just to come back to, to, I remember John was sitting there, we, wasn't it? We were shouting, come on, come on. And this was such a this had such an impact on, on John specifically, on all of us, but he had a whole, he actually taught mm. on this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know John will forgive us if we piggyback a little bit on, on that sharing, but it was so impactful, and I hope you can even see um, that whole teaching that he, that he did. Uh, mm-hmm. Rachel, you wanted to say something? Sorry. Yeah, so uh, it was quite important that he had help to get up. Yeah. He
2: was down. And people helped him to get up. Sorry, on that
1: initial step, just to get off his feet. Yes. So if you want to get off your feet, the first step. Yeah, yeah.
2: You need someone. So he got help. Yeah. But that's when he was faced with the decision because he was up. Because you can actually get up, people can help you up but then
4: you don't move. We could have st- yeah, we could have or you it. or you kinda yeah. walk. We'll or
2: you're kind of walk or you are kind of you kind of like, Well, yeah, I'll kinda of do it, but you know, just not with the same kind of passion, not with the same kind of purpose. He's still you, you've so you got a decision to make. You can get up and yeah. think, Well, it's all is lost. I'll I'll continue, but well, you know, all is lost. So there's it's almost like there's no point.
0: Yeah. His p- perseverance and I remember in my um, musical education, uh, when we had exams or even competition, my professor always told me that um, if I made a mistake in, in playing, the mistake is behind me, I have to look forward. Because mm-hmm. if, I, if I concentrate on the mistake I made, it messes up my entire performance. And he didn't make that mistake of thinking back. Yeah. He made up his mind quickly right. enough that he could finish the race. Yeah. Mm. and even later on uh, he got such a huge applause and uh, when when he uh, entered the stadium that uh, he was lifted up by the audience even more than the one right. who came first mm-hmm. because yeah. of his perseverance yeah. nice no,
3: true and and I was uh, even to this day when you think of that last marathon that was run I I can't even remember the winner
1: yeah
3: and it's so sad. You know, the winner, I mean, he got the gold. the, the, the goal. I, I think he's probably going, I know I actually didn't deserve this because mm-hmm. I knew actually um, the Brazilian guy should have won because mm-hmm. he was ahead and he was pushed down. Um, so what really is so wonderful to me is how he started running into the stadium. And there was obviously a great applause for the one who came first.
1: Yeah,
3: But when... Lima, the Lima came in. The applause rose to an even greater height of decibels. Mm. And he ran in, and we had goosebumps, didn't we? As he ran in and he finished. Mm. And it was really like that cloud of witnesses Mm. that raise up and say, you are finishing the race, you did it. And not only did he come third he didn't come first he was able to light the cauldron in the 2016 olympics and people remember him
1: not the guy
3: who came first and won yeah so it means you know you don't have to feel like you have to win all the time but at least when you get up it's Mm -hmm. the ones that persevere
2: Mm. yeah that finish Mm. that's it that's it and you you, and making up your mind making up your mind to finish and finishing well because you can finish yeah but you can walk over the line and say well it's all forgotten and be the last person and and give up you know you kind of get there but not with like i said not with that that passion and not with that piss Mm. but he got back up and he entered back into the race he didn't give Mm. up on the race yeah he Mm. entered back into the same race Mm.
0: And we're, we're, with all yes.
2: hope of winning, right. gone. Right. But he said, I'm still going to finish right. well. You know, we, we all have heard, it's not how you start, it's how you, you finish. finish. We've all right. heard that. And that is just such an encouragement. That listen, we all fall down. We all feel down and we're all down at some stage or another. But what your, your circumstances of today... Do, must should not dictate what happens tomorrow. Amen. Just yeah. where you are today, and and John had that in one of his, you know, in his one of his teachings, mm-hmm. and that was when I was I was at the Bison meeting when I came to the meeting, and then after that became a part of fire. So that really helped me because I was really down. Wow. I rich. mean, I finished um, studying. I had no money. I mean, really, and you know, I was doing little bits and pieces. Really, my circumstances at that moment in time. Had I looked at my circumstances in that moment in time and thought, is this it for the rest of my life? Wow. I'd, I'd still be there. But somehow, you know, that word that what you're going through today is not the re- a reflection of what is going to happen no. tomorrow. Amen. So don't look at your current circumstances and, and think, well, this is it for the rest of my life. But know that God has got something better for Great. you and you can get up and you can aspire and you can aim, even though today you're down. And, and, because you're not always gonna be down. Yeah,
4: and and even as you teach, sometimes in the you know you know you speak before when it hurts so bad, and you talk about Romans eight twenty eight, and really taking God at His word mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. yes, Lord, I do believe that You are turning all things to my yeah. good.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm. And he
3: could have won the gold if he w- didn't. If nobody pushed him out, he won the gold. He would join the circle of gold winners. And we all would be happy for him. But now he's in the books of history of even greater winners because yeah. he was pushed down.
4: What a testimony. What a testimony.
3: Yeah. And, yeah. and he's, he's we're talking about him today, yeah. so many yeah. years yeah. later, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that he made such an impact on us personally. We were there. Yeah. John was so impacted, he, he started uh, teaching about running the race. And now we're picking it up and using it as part of what we all are going through at the moment. Yeah. yeah. None, so none of his training was wasted.
2: So look at all those years of wow. training to be an Olympian. You know, it's year, like you dedicate your whole life, even though you might not know it at the time that you start, that you're dedicating your whole life. By the time that you people end up at the Olympics, they have dedicated their lives to a particular, to their sport, to their, to their craft. And then you end up at the Olympics, which is almost like the pinnacle for many people. So he's dedicated his life and and his training and his discipline paid off because he had, because as a marathon runner, he had perseverance. Mentally, somehow he had had a toughness and he was still able to get up knowing that I've lost what I was going for. I'm still gonna get up and I'm still going to all those all that practice, all those getting up early in the morning, all I mean, we don't know what he went through to even be at the Olympics. But he Mm. decided I'm still gonna make it count. Yeah and And he got his honor.
3: So so beautiful, Christoph. Remember when Mm. I was showing you the video at the end, as he was running into the stadium, he looked up and he gave glory to the God. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't that
0: beautiful? Mm. And the honor his the honor he he received was even greater than uh, winning first prize because yes. on, on paper he was third but we we, we can uh, compare it to <laughs> flesh and spirit in flesh okay he was third but let's say uh, spiritually uh, that part uh, that realm he was uplifted even greater than the winner like i said so many years later we're talking about him and he got the special medal, special yeah, special a, award. A, sorry, yeah, he
1: got a he got a special award. Um, you know, one for third place, and yet they also gave him a special award for his attitude and for the science, bravery the and bravery. courage. On, could, on the yeah, courage reward, yeah.
0: So his reward was even greater than he expected. So he is a, he's even greater winner, greater winner than uh, if he won yeah. the race.
1: Mm.
0: So when someone's now got up,
1: so he got up and he started to run again and he started to get his, his rhythm back. So number one, he asked for help. You know, we've got to ask for help. And then <clears throat> he was surrounded by people cheering him on. So um, I call them up people. You need up people in your life. People that keep you up, keep you going, celebrate you, uh, motivate you, say I'm behind you, can I help you? Um, so if, don't have too many down people, okay? Down people, they bring you down. Up people, bring you up. And so he stuck with that. Um, and just, you know, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. I mean. And when he was running at one point, remember, we saw that his countenance changed mm. from this look of anguish and, and, and oh, confusion and confusion and, and, and then dealing with this. And mm. then all of a sudden, it's like he started to get that joy again. And he started to relax and think, you know what? I'm still running. I'm not going to win anymore, but I'm going to finish this race strong. Race strong. Yeah. Sorry. I trained, as you said, all this time. I'm not going to stop here. This is not the end for me. I've made up my mind that I'm going to finish this race the best that I can. Mm. Yeah.
3: Even though he saw he started running, he was still ahead when he started limping and wobbly and running. And then the two runners behind him passed. And uh, that was, for me, a double whammy because yeah. he was pushed down and, and he's trying to get back up. And now the two runners are passing him. Now he's really, now he's really out of it. Who else is gonna pass me? Mm. Uh, Am I totally gonna, totally lose this race, totally? And and he, it's just amazing to me how he carried on, how Mm. he finished the race. Uh, Oh, double whammy and all, you know,
1: love it. And then to keep going too, of course, you know, praise, praise is a weapon. If you don't feel like running and you feel, you feel that discouragement come, or you feel like you can't get your stride, praise the Lord. Look what happened to Paul and Silas. We can't say this enough. They praised the Lord in the middle of their circumstance. So you have to praise the Lord no matter what. No matter what you're going through, no matter how you feel, no matter how difficult. It's not always... You know, I don't think many people really wake up and they're like, oh, I want to praise the Lord all day, no matter what if I'm praising the Lord. We don't feel like it, do we? But we have to crucify our flesh, how we feel, how we, how we touch, how we see things, how we hear things. We have to put all that on the cross every day, and say, I don't care how I feel and how things have happened, what I've heard, what I've touched, what my senses feel. My spirit, man, will finish my race. I will praise the Lord. And uh, what? What? Who was the the man that was uh, crucified right in front of Paul, before Paul had his conversion? Was it? Uh, what was his oh, name? Stephen was stoned. Stephen, Stephen was stoned. Uh, you know, Stephen praised the Lord when he was about to be stoned. He didn't lose his praise even in his last final moments. So we must praise the Lord, we must worship Him, read His Word, um, get more knowledge. I'm sure he had lots of knowledge about running. I'm sure this guy studied books about endurance and and, and you know increasing our knowledge um, of God, spending time with the right people, praising Him, worshipping Him. I believe the Lord will see you through. If any of what we've spoken about has really spoken to your heart today, I really pray that the Lord will lift you up from your circumstance. Um, Whether you're feeling sad, whether you've grieved someone that you've lost, whatever it is, God can lift you up. He can let you get back your stride again to get that momentum back. And as Rachel said, not just to have a limp or a walk or a grumble, but to start getting to run full speed again. Because we're made to run full force. We're made to run with with power, with 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 authority, with meaning, with passion. So if you want to agree and pray with us today, why don't you just receive this prayer over your life? Lord, thank you for someone that's watching today, that have been pushed down in one way or the other. And Lord, we just pray that you will come with great power right now, by your Holy Spirit, that you will lift us up. Lift us up physically, lift us up spiritually, emotionally, lift us up financially. Lift us up in our relationship, lift us up in our marriages. Lord, lift lift us up in our work situations, in our ministry situations. Whatever it may be, Lord, we turn to you for help. The first thing that man did was look for help. So we turn to you. First of all, you're the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, live through us. Lord, you say it's no longer I who live, but you who live through us. So live through us. Lift us up. Let our spirit, man, run faster than ever before. So, Lord, we thank you for this today. We thank you that we can lean on you. Help us to praise you. Help us to worship you, no matter how we feel. And, Lord, at the end, help us to run into the stadium, which would be heaven one day, to run into that glorious place called heaven, where we meet you face to face, and we will see all these all the cloud of witnesses that will be there celebrating with us and we would have completed our race and we would have finished strong and well. So Lord, until that day, Lord, we need your help and we thank you that you'll do it for each and every one of us and we thank you for this in the mighty precious name of Jesus who first finished his race for us. He finished strong and set the example. So Lord, We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. To end our time together now, we're going to sing the doxology at the end of Jude. It's just the last couple of verses from that single chapter of Jude. It's only got one book and uh, it's there for a reason and we hope that you're really blessed um, with the final words. And it's the last book, as you know, before Revelation and we believe that this, these words are meaningful because the words does say that god will keep us from stumbling now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God, our Savior, who alone is wise. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory
4: exceeding joy to God our
1: Savior who alone is wise be glory and majesty do